hello! Welcome to episode 9 of the Daytime Talks with ICM. As always, I'm Steph and today we will talk about volunteering. To be fair, this is something really, really close to my heart since I have spent most of my high school years volunteering and I know how it is to put yourself out there. Generally, I love how volunteering makes me feel. But enough about me. Today I have with me Keijo. She is an exchange student here at The Hague University and she is coming from Australia. But of course her background is even more colorful than that. She loves being active and volunteering is also something that she enjoys doing even here 14,000 kilometers away from home. Well, let me say that I'm so happy that you agreed to come to the podcast, KJ. So let's start first with the fact that I would love to hear something more about you. So what do you study back in Australia? Why did you choose the Netherlands? And generally uh, give a short introduction of yourself. <laughs> Thanks, Steph. And thank you for inviting me onto the podcast. It's a pleasure to be here. So a little bit about me. So I'm, as you mentioned, I'm from Australia and I've been studying the Bachelor of Communications at Charleston University in Australia. So it's a regional university and I've been studying part-time through distance education. But this is actually my second time studying at university. So I completed my first degree about 10 years ago in a completely different field. I studied accounting and economics and then I worked for many years full-time after that. And then I decided to go back to university and I studied while I was working. And then I decided to take a break and then come and study in the Netherlands. So it's been um, really interesting coming to the Netherlands and um, studying again full time and attending classes in person again after such a long time. Um, but it's been a really, really great experience. Damn, that sounds like like first of all like huge admirations like this is your second bachelor so uh usually to be fair my plans for the future were just to graduate this one and kind of go on with life without thinking about education again apart from master's degree probably so i am so happy that you know for you that you decided to do it again and now you're here with us so like you said you study communication so we basically study the same thing yeah. in different like countries um but what made you like come to the netherlands like, yeah how kind of you made the decision to go exactly to the netherlands to the netherlands yeah so i suppose i need to take it back even further than that because for a long time i had the idea of living in another country and for many years i've been thinking about doing it and wondering what the best way is to do it should i work overseas should i quit my job and just travel for six months and then i realized that i could do an overseas exchange which would allow me to travel while also providing a bit of a sense of routine as well as studying at the same time and it just seemed like the perfect op opportunity to sort of travel and explore while also accomplishing something at the same time. So in terms of why I decided to come to the Netherlands specifically, 
I always thought that I would go either to the US or Europe. But um, a couple of years ago, I did a bit of a tour through parts of Europe. Um, mm -hmm. I traveled with a friend and one of the places we stopped at was, the, was Amsterdam. And um, I just remember that, you know, it was one of the places on the, on the trip that, that I absolutely loved. I loved the vibe. It was just a, um, you know, a really fun, vibrant, laid back, warm city. Mm -hmm. And given that that was one of the places that I enjoyed the most, I thought that, you know, if I ever come back and live in Europe, then it has to be in the Netherlands. And oh. that's how I decided to put the Netherlands down on my application. And in fact, that was the only country that I put down. So I'm really <laughs> lucky that I was accepted. So you were really determined that uh, you're going to come here and you're going to study and you're going to enjoy the country. Uh, I Like we already had this um, conversation with you because me and KJ, we are taking the same minor journalism. So we kind of already got to talk about her journey from Australia to here. But I'm happy that uh, you're sharing this on the podcast as well. Now, uh, to go straight to the topic, volunteering, um, I am so like excited to talk about uh, this topic with you basically because we've discussed it already and I know you have a lot of experience doing that. So let's start with how did you start volunteering? Okay, how did I start volunteering? So going, it, it probably goes back many years once again. So I guess I started doing a little bit of charity work when I was in high school. And then when I did university the first time round, I did a little bit of um, volunteering through one of the student societies at university. So mm -hmm. I remember it was the World Vision Society and we would do a little bit of um, advocacy work and, and organize events and raise money for charity. And then following that, when I started working full time, it became a little bit more trickier to do volunteering because, you know, a lot of the places that accepted volunteers wanted people to work on weekdays when I would be at, at work. So it was a little bit um, difficult to do both at the same time. But in more recent times, I've started to get into it a little bit more. So last year, I traveled to India and I spent a few days volunteering at an orphanage in one of these um, southern states. And um, back in Australia, I've also been volunteering at a temple canteen, um, uh, you know, once every couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. And then when I came to the Netherlands, um, I decided that I wanted to do a bit of volunteering here as well. Yep. And um, before we start discussing your volunteering here in the Netherlands, in The Hague, uh, do you have a favorite, like if you have to choose uh, between every volunteer work that you've ever done in your life, which one is your favorite? Which one was uh, that kind of get to you the most? Ooh, that's a really tricky question. <laughs> um, I think they're just so diverse in, in, you know, in so many different ways. Like working at the canteen kitchen is such an interesting experience because you've got orders coming in and mm -hmm. then you have to prepare the food or you have to prepare the tea and then have that warm and ready and going out to the customer. Um, working here in the Netherlands, which I think we're going to talk about in a little while, is... Um, 
is also um, you know a really fun experience because I get to work with dogs and and I love dogs as you know mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and working in India in the um, orphanage for a couple of days was working with children which was really nice but it was also um, a really insightful and eye-opening experience so I think each experience is unique in its own own way but I think you really it's an opportunity to contribute in each of those experiences and I think you know as a volunteer you also you get a lot back in return in terms of what you learn and what you experience so it's all been um, really interesting and, and really rewarding. That's uh, very nice here. Like I love that uh, you kind of touch upon the topic that as a volunteer you get a lot, a lot, a lot back. But I'm actually really curious to hear more about uh, your time in India, volunteering in the orphanage. Like in what ways you would say it's insightful? Like uh, what is, um, what are the takeaways? Let's say this way, of for you, from this period. Yeah, okay. So with the volunteering in India, now that was a really interesting experience because there was this orphanage that I had heard about many, many years um, prior to going last year. And I had actually contacted the orphanage um, about five years earlier and I had said to them that I want to come and volunteer here. Um, And they said, you know, you can definitely come along. But I never went. And the reason I didn't go is because I think I was very afraid of the unknown. I wasn't sure how I would get to the orphanage. I wasn't sure what the conditions would be like. And I wasn't sure how I would travel in that part of India because even though I've been to India a few times, I hadn't been to that particular place. And it is it can be a challenging place for people who are not from the country. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, I eventually decided that I was going to go, despite um, you know being a little bit concerned and a little worried. I decided to just bite the bullet and and go there and see what it was all about. And I spent a few days there. And the organization was set up by um, um, a, a doctor from the United States who was originally from that part of India, and she established the orphanage for young girls who either had lost their parents or had lost one of their parents. And she wanted to give something back and provide the children with an education and and a place to to stay and to grow. And she really wanted to empower women in India. Um, And she's done an amazing job. So I I went there and and I, I saw that, you know, the children are really well looked after. They are able to get an education, they have a place to come home to at night and sleep. And so I think it was just a really insightful experience in terms of seeing, you know, some of the amazing work that people are doing in that part of the world. And also um, insightful in terms of hearing the experiences of some of the children and the way that they um you know, have come to be in those, you know, in that set of circumstances. And I think, um, you know, really made me feel very fortunate and privileged to have everything that I have in Australia. And I guess sort of really encouraged me to want to give back and to want to, um, you know, do more volunteering and make a difference as much as possible to support others who are not as fortunate as as mm-hmm. myself, I guess. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> 
Well, um, if you don't mind sharing, do you have a favorite story from the orphanage? Like something that got stuck in your mind and like a memory or something? Hmm. I think there probably isn't one specific moment that stands out for me, but just the experience of being with the with the children. Um, and there's so many different moments that I could share. There, there were, there were, there was this really young, um, this really young child who was staying at the orphanage. I think she was about. Um, five years old and she came up to me one afternoon with this painting in her hand and um and she you know we read it out together because she had written it down but I'm not sure (laughs) that she completely understood what she had written and and she read out I like you because you are happy (laughs) and then she just smiled and she had the biggest smile on her face and that was that was really really cute um there was another experience where um, one of the older kids, she must have been in high school, she wrote me a note saying how much it meant to her that someone from Australia had come (laughs) um, to the orphanage to visit them and she left me this little chocolate roll for me to eat as well which was just so cute and I think it was yeah it was a really um, yeah it was really special reading that note and just um, thinking about how much it meant to them to have someone from outside of India coming to visit them in the orphanage. And I think, you know, when when they're staying in the orphanage, the way that it works is that they live there and then they they go to school and then they come back and and they live with the other children there and they live with the the teachers within the school. So outside of that, um, you know, if they, some of them don't have parents, but if they do have parents, they may only get to see them a couple of times a year. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, it really means a lot to them when they have people who care enough to go there and visit them. And so that was that was really insightful. Um, there was another experience where I was working with this, this little five-year-old girl and she spoke um, two different languages and she was trying to learn English, but her English wasn't very good. And she would be really distracted in class and she (laughs) just wouldn't pay attention and I'd have to try and get her attention every now and then. Um, But then when I started to spend a little bit of one-on-one time with her, walking her through, you know, some of the homework and some of the exercises, um, I noticed that she started to pay more attention and she started to to actually try. And um, it really occurred to me that, you know, sometimes all these kids need is just a little bit of extra support to to get them to you know to want to give it a go because I I think that you know if they're in a if and it goes you know the same is for it for anyone if you're in a group environment and you need a little bit of support or you're not doing too well I think it's very easy to become disengaged because you think you're not very good at something mm-hmm. but if someone helps you out just a little bit more and shows you that you can do it you start to feel a lot more engaged um, and so again, I think it it's really it's it's really helpful when when there are additional volunteers because they can support that. Um, okay. So I think there is an opportunity there to make make a difference. So while you were there, uh, you 
like you were teaching them, supporting them after uh, the classes are finished for their homework and just being there to answer their questions and basically be there for them. Yeah, I think that was part of it. So the older kids, um, the, this, the way the system is set up is that the older kids go off to school mm -hmm. um, and the younger kids are homeschooled. Okay. Um, and so I did a little bit of um, homeschooling okay. as well as helping them um, with their homework after school <laughs> and just spending time with them. And I think for them it was like having a big sister coming to visit them and yeah. I think that's why they, they really they really liked that. And that always makes a difference, I, I suppose. Uh, going abroad for like volunteering has always been one of my uh, lifelong dreams because uh, at some point I would also love to do it. I I believe it would be also very, very down to earth experience and also something memorable, something that for sure I'll remember for the rest of my life. And I want to get the ex experience because in the end of the day, we are so consumed by our everyday life and our routine and basically, our problems are not as big as we think we are. they are. So going somewhere to be able to help to make myself vulnerable, being somewhere way out of my comfort zone is uh, just a goal. It's just uh, something that I personally believe everyone should do at least once in their life. Either like going abroad or just trying to volunteer at their home place. Yeah. Um, I have been meaning to ask you, can you like say why you start volunteering? Like, can you name a few reasons uh, why you personally started volunteering and why one like should start volunteering? Yeah. So in terms of why I started volunteering, I think I've always felt that it was important to give something back. Um, I was born in South Africa and mm -hmm. I lived there for many years and I've traveled through India as well because my grandparents were from there originally and I think you know I've seen a lot of poverty and a lot of disadvantage mm -hmm. when I was growing up and I think it it's never lost on me how fortunate I've been to have the opportunities that I've had. And, you know, a lot of that comes back to the fact that my, my grandparents were brave enough to leave India and settle in South Africa for better opportunities. And my parents were brave enough to leave South Africa and settle in Australia for better opportunities for, for myself and for my brother mm -hmm. and for them as well. And so I think I guess I've always felt that it's really important to, you know, to take stock of that and to give something back in return. I, I totally agree um, because, as I mentioned, I've also been volunteering since I was, uh, like, in my first year of high school, I would say. And I've had many occasions when people would ask me, you know, why you would volunteer. And to be fair, I wasn't, I, w I was never able to kind of give specific reasons. Like later in life, uh, when I graduated, I kind of realized um, how good it is to volunteer. But when I started, I didn't even realize those stuff because 
my answer always would be I just started. I just felt like it. I had free time. So this kind of looked a reasonable way of me trying to spend time helping out. And I also I love how it makes me feel. I've always um, valued the moments when I was uh, outside, like out there uh, with uh, new people. So it's really hard to like define why you would start volunteering. I would say, yes, you can uh, like show many, many reasons like uh, it's it's good for your CV, it's good for those stuff, but in the end, it it's really about how it makes you feel. Yeah, I yeah. think that's a really big part of it, and you've touched on a really good point. I think there is that real practical aspect to it as well. I think, yeah. especially coming from Australia to the Netherlands, for me, um, you know, I had a lot of free time on my hands. I've got mm-hmm. university a couple of hours a day. <laughs> Um, a couple of days a week, but the rest of the time, my, you know, my calendar is completely free. <laughs> and I thought a really good way to to use that time would be yep. to do volunteering. Um, you know, sometimes I can be a bit complacent and spend a lot of time scrolling on my phone or watching watching Who Netflix. Do that? <laughs> Who doesn't do that? <laughs> yeah, and so I think, like as you as you point out, like it does make you feel, it does make you feel good. Like you walk yeah. away from that experience and you think, yeah, I've actually used the day productively or I've actually accomplished something. I've done something good today. And I think especially when you're in um, in a in a different country, when Mm -hmm. you're trying to find your feet and establish your roots, you um, you really benefit from volunteering because it gives you a sense of routine and a sense of stability and it helps you to establish yourself. Yep. And in the end, like I would say it's quite addictive, like for me, once I started, it was really hard to kind of hold back. Yes, now when I'm in the Netherlands, uh, I don't quite do volunteering because simply of the time, like the time management and just the time is not allowing it for me. But because you said you uh, are volunteering right now uh, in The Hague, um, can you mention like like, what do you do, first of all, and how people can join if they want? Like, how did you find it? And yeah, sure. Of course, if you know some other places around here while you're, like, researching, you can also share them. Yeah, so pretty much as soon as I came, I hopped on to the Volunteering in the Hague website, I think it is. So I just Googled mm-hmm. Volunteering in the Hague, and I okay. think it was the first link <laughs> that came up, and it had... Um, so many listings, so there's okay. so many things to get involved with. But um, I particularly wanted to help out with dogs because, as I mentioned, I've got a little dog at home mm-hmm. and I really miss her. And so I wanted to be able to spend <laughs> time with some dogs over here. So I, um, I'm, I'm volunteering with um, a deer and ambulance, Wassenaar. Uh, hopefully I pronounced that right, but it's basically an animal rescue organization. Um, and they also have a senior home for dogs. So they do animal rescues and they mm-hmm. also look after dogs that um, okay. are no longer able to be looked after. And how did you join? Uh, did you have to like uh, apply for it you, or you just directly went there 
and started helping. Yeah, so I just sent them an email. I told them a little bit about myself mm -hmm. and they replied pretty much straight away and were happy for me to come and help out. Oh, that's so nice. That's so nice. I would love to join you some someday, by the way, because uh, one of my favorite activities, volunteering, is actually visiting a dog shelter and uh, spending time with uh, the dogs, like uh, taking them on a walk, play with them, feed them. So I would love to just come with you someday. You should, definitely. I, I will, I will. Well, um, unfortunately, our time's up. To wrap it up, uh, first of all, I want to thank UKJ for like being part of the episode and sharing your stories with me and with everyone listening. Um, it was like a really nice conversation for me and I really hope the conversation was helpful for you guys, like the one you listen. And uh, I really want to use the last minute of the episode to just urge you to try volunteering, just put yourself out there. It's an experience that gives you so much back. The memories you make, the skills you gain, and the people you meet there is just a small, small, small part of what it is to volunteer. And by doing good, you pass it on, changing the world, and you do it step by step. Of course, uh, if you're more curious, in the description of the episode, you'll be able to find some alternatives for volunteering in The Hague, the website uh, for the rescue and senior home for dogs that uh, KJ mentioned. Also, Haley from the podcast, she also does volunteering in the music revenue. So this will also be listed in the description. And as every time, I'm so happy to have you here, all of you. Thank you for if you stayed by the end of the episode and I wish you a lovely rest of the day. So see you soon. Bye bye.